welcome to Fruiting Body Podcast, and I'm your host, Brendan O'Neill. I'm a Canadian expat living in Phuket, Thailand, and Fruiting Body is a medicinal mushroom company. Our intentions of this podcast is to connect with people living on the island and share their stories with you. This is episode 12. Uh, Today we'll be chatting with the Phuket Sandboxers from USA, Kendall and Cooper. Uh, I actually met them quickly having a a burger in Camilla. I think it's called Big Boy Burger. Um, And then later I reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in coming on this podcast. They're just going to be explaining the entire process of coming from the U.S. to Phuket and all the ins and outs and all these details and, you know, loops and they had to run through. Okay, (laughs) Kendall and Cooper, thanks for joining us. Um, I'll let you guys decide who wants to to kick it off. But first... um, why Thailand? What made you decide to come here? What was that first step of why you chose to come to Thailand? I mean, you can start it out because you're, yeah. you're the one that wanted to go. Oh, well, yeah. Um, we, started, we wanted to go to Bali um, or somewhere cool around there, like Philippines or something like that. And uh, their, like, restrictions are crazy. It's way too much work. And we looked up. We just, like, looked it up, saw <laughs> Thailand was open to tourists like July 1st. They're doing a sandbox program. We were like, you know, might as well just do that. It's, it, it was much easier than the, these other restrictions in Bali and Philippines. Were they kind of, they're your first choice. Well, we couldn't even go. So we like six months ago, we're like, we want to go somewhere. We want to spend the month. Like this is when we don't have jobs that we need to fully commit to. And yeah. so we wanted to go out of the country. He's never been out of the country before. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so um, we... We're like, let's go to Bali. It'll probably open up by summer. It wasn't opening up by summer. And so I looked up countries that are open to tourism, and it said that Thailand was opening July 1st. And we honestly, it's a cheaper country. And so we don't have the, the biggest budgets. And yeah. so we chose Thailand. Yeah, and, and maybe it was the easier sandbox option. And let, let's just uh, digress and jump back a little bit to maybe give uh, a little bit of backstory. So you guys are, are from the U.S., and um, you're, we were talking before earlier, you're in your third year of university. You're both going to the same school, yeah. and you're both in Nevada. What school are you guys going to? Uh, UNR. University of Nevada, Reno. Yeah. University of Nevada, Reno. So that's, I'm assuming, up in the north. Yeah, north. Yeah. North of, north of like Nevada. 40 minutes from Lake Tahoe. Okay. Uh, in the in the Reno city. Yeah. And and say. what what are you studying, Kendall? I'm doing economics and finance. Economics and finance. Yeah. Okay. And that so hopefully any employers later when you see this video, <laughs> she'll be on her best behavior. No, it's fine. Hopefully it's not bad. No, no, it's fine. And and, and yourself, Cooper. Uh, criminal justice. Criminal justice. Oh, you're a lawyer. Uh oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, well, don't worry. We're selling legegalized <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah, so don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's here to he's here to take down this uh, <laughs> yeah. ring of mushrooms and psilocybin. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, okay. And you're in your third year, so you both only have one year left, and then, or would your education be a bit longer? Two more years. Yeah. Two more years. So we're yeah. entering our third year. Entering your third year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> we're we're still young. Yeah. So so you're not even at now. Typically, like people of your age, when they're they finish, sorry, when, when they finish their, the, their, their education for the, for the summer and you would go backpacking throughout Southeast Asia, most of your friends uh, or, or people of that age would, would do that, but that's kind of been stripped away. And 
since you started university. So the past two years, what's been going on in the, the U.S.? What's been going on in your minds? And kind of what led you to say, you know what, screw it. We're getting out of here. Let's just go do three weeks in Thailand and see what happens. I mean, I've wanted to study abroad so bad. I want to see the world before I get... I mean, I wouldn't say, like, trapped down, but before I start getting opportunities for jobs and before I get a 9-to-5 that I can only have, like, a week vacation. And so I've been wanting to travel as much as I can with the money I have before mm. I graduate and before I get a big girl job, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Just I've yourself. been wanting to travel forever, so. And, well, crim criminal justice, I'm assuming that then you'd kind of be stuck to practicing that law in your country. So you're, yeah, you're not yeah. going anywhere anyways. But finance and economics, still there's possibility. I mean, you got places like Hong Kong, Japan, Singapore. Um, it's out there. Yeah, um, but most people I know, they don't leave. They never like, leave. Like, they usually stay in the area and they don't leave. And so you kind of have to make it yourself and do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you, once you get a taste of going outside, people leave. Yeah, and I think you, you get that travel bug, so maybe this could be the start. Maybe you could do, yeah. do criminal I'm justice in Thailand. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so let, let's talk about the process of what you went through to get to, to Thailand, because I'm sure you probably had no idea in terms of uh, what steps you had to take, what you had to do, and could you... Let's walk us walk us through that because I'm sure there's a million people looking to leave the U.S. as well and travel and they don't even know where to start. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, so we kind of started it just by like watching YouTube videos. We're like, oh, Thailand, we kind of looked into it. We saw how much the flights were and then we saw that we're visa exempt. So we got all excited because we didn't have to apply for a visa but then we saw that we had to do a certificate of entry and we needed, you know, vaccines. So we both got vaccinated. And then uh, the certificate of entry was no joke. So, I mean, you can. Well, yeah. What was the certificate of entry, that process like? And explain what that is exactly. Yeah, it's like a certificate basically saying that Thailand allows you to go into their country. Yeah. And the process is just brutal because you got to go, you have to. Enter your flight info, your hotel confirmation, a pre-booking uh, for, like, all the COVID tests, um, your passport, your vaccine card, and then, but there's different steps. So, the only reason, like, that's doable, but, like, the steps are brutal. So, like, yeah, you apply, and then you have to wait, like, three to five business days to get accepted for the first step, and then you go apply for other stuff like say like that's when you put the flight booking and the hotel confirmation so at this point you've you have to book your flight tickets and your hotels before you even start the process yeah that was tough because like say because it was kind of like a tight squeeze too since we left since we applied for it kind of late and then we was like if we don't get accepted for the coe then we can't get into thailand so and we already paid for everything and you can't get that back did they give you that no. like uh, insurance policy like if this fails you can have your flight ticket money back and your hotel money back no, no. the only the only thing was for the hotel we had until so we left the july 14th and we had until the 12th to cancel our hotel and we had a week before the 14th to yeah. cancel our flight and so we didn't get accepted for the CUE until like the 12th so it's kind of tough the problem was they wouldn't let us apply for the coe until the 28th and we were leaving the 14th so you applied on the 28th of june yeah, yeah. 
and we left on the 14th of July. And so people that left on July 1st, they applied on the 28th and only had a few days for it to get accepted. So it's, it's pretty risky at that point. <laughs> yeah. And, and when, when did you make this decision to actually, okay, you know, let's go through the process. Was it quite quick? Like you're talking June 1st or you're planning a couple months in advance? Uh, well, we had to, we kind of waited for everything except for the flight. So we bought the flight kind of early. Um, but we waited for everything until we could apply for the COE. Mm. So you get to do the first step of the COE and see if you get approved for that. We got denied our first time. What, what is that first step? So you have to get COVID insurance up to $100,000, but it has to say COVID insurance. So the first time it didn't say COVID insurance, so we had to, like, get more paperwork for it. And then um, that's where you just do your passport. They make you put an address in Thailand, which is super confusing if you don't have a hotel yet. Um, so what did you, did you kind of just grab a hotel? hotel, (laughs) The one that you thought you were going to get, or did you, did you actually end up booking? Uh, we booked it after, actually, so yeah. the one we thought we were going to get. Okay, so there's a loophole. Take <laughs> notes who's watching. <laughs> yeah. We found one loophole. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, it was the Facebook group. So there's this Facebook group that really helped through it because I put, oh, what did you put for your address in Thailand? And they said, oh, put the hotel and their number and all that. Um, but it's super confusing because the COE doesn't tell you to do that. Mm. And so you're like, I don't have an address in Thailand. I'm a tourist. Yeah, the, there's certain pieces of information throughout the process that can probably be a bit confusing. What's the name of the Facebook group in case anyone wants to jump in and, and join them? So it's, it's through Royal Vacation, I believe. Is um, that the, like, were you using a, like a, a travel agent? No, I found it off of a YouTube video, actually. Okay. But I can, can we link it? We can, we can put links in the description. So links in the description. Uh... Send us some affiliate money. Anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. Links in the description. Yeah, we can link that in the description um, for the, the, the contact itself. You said Royal. I think it's Royal Vacations. Royal Vacations. And yeah. then the Facebook group is different. The Facebook group is just everyone helping out each other and what they've done. So say we're five days away from taking off and we're like, why hasn't our COE been approved? They're not even looking at it. And you can't even call the embassies. Like the embassies are not helpful at all. And I've seen that everywhere it's not helpful. So someone's like, has anyone from Dubai been able to contact? Like they're just not contactable. So it's five days before we take off and they haven't done anything about our COE. But then I saw on the Facebook group, everyone was having that problem. So it was like a good anxiousness thing because everyone said they got it like two days before they took off mm. so and, and this whole time who was taking lead on this was this kendall was this cooper it was more her yeah, yeah. yeah you're like all right i'll sit back <laughs> yeah yeah you don't Fun want parts you, you yeah. don't well you don't want two people doing the job and then it's a bunch of misinformation yeah, as well yeah, 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 were you guys having some of any like sleepless nights stressing over this just trying to figure something out or near the end it was kind of it was kind of a little dreadful because, yeah. you know, having like a whole bunch of money on the line, especially when we're, we're kind of. So it's near it. the end waiting on that COE. Yeah. yeah. So the if COE you get denied again, yeah, it's game over. Yeah, especially near the end because, I mean, I think like when we got accepted on 12th, it was usually like a like two to three business days. So if it got, you know, declined on the 12th one, we would have been like. Uh, yeah, we would have lost because, I mean, we don't have that much money. So yeah. that's like a good portion of the money we own. <laughs> Yeah, and you guys came over here on a on a budget, as most 
people of your age would do usually when they're coming backpacking it is it's yeah. the reality yeah um so if you lose that it's and now you're not even traveling in the u.s you're going back home <laughs> yeah. well yeah. it made our trip so much more expensive too just coming during covid because we thought we'd get an airbnb for a month for like 300 dollars because that's mm. kind of how they run right now and so we're like oh my gosh airbnbs are so cheap like we'll be able to live cheap and do fun stuff and then we had to buy a hotel for two weeks they so. wouldn't let you use the airbnb no, they make you use an SHA plus. Okay, so that hotel. that's in, that's important to know. So you have to have like a dedicated SHA yeah, hotel plus. for the quarantine process when you arrive. But now you're that quarantine process, you're self quarantining, yourself quarantining. I don't know, is that even a word? Maybe um, <laughs> yourself quarantining. But you can also go out, right? Yeah. So except for when you're waiting for your test, you can go out. Okay, and then. You get the COE, you're ready to go, you have your insurance, um, you're about to get on the plane, everything's fine at the airport, are you guys still kind of like crossing your fingers? Or We, we yeah, had a we big had a problem. A big problem. Yeah, we uh, flew out of uh, Vegas and we went up, thought we thought we had all the papers, thought it was good, and we go there and you're supposed to get a, a COVID test. 70, it has to be exactly under 72 hours yeah. before your departure date. And when we were doing the COVID test, I was like, you know, our, our flight left at 11 a.m. Um, and we, I think I, what, do you know, remember what time it was? Was it like 12 or something I don't know. Like we did it like two hours later. So we did it the departure time of our flight from Vegas to L.A. Because we had to leave out of L.A. So we had to fly from Las Vegas yeah. to Los Angeles. And that's where we leave the country. Okay. And so we had this stewardess that was just awful. And she was like, uh, so this isn't 72 hours. So I don't know what to tell you guys. You guys can't go. Yeah, yeah. She was like, she was like, um. She's like, yeah, I can't give you your full booking yet. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? It's like, it's before 72 hours or 72 hours within the departure date. She was like, no, it needs to be 72 hours from when you leave the country and not from this flight. And I was like, oh. uh, so you timed it that the 72 hours is pretty spot on leaving Vegas, but you didn't yeah. play it, uh, time it with the actual departure from L.A. Yeah, And it was like 45 minutes before the flight. And I was like, I was like please, can you just like. Like, we yeah. have our whole flight on the line. And then she was like, yeah, I just can't. And then we were like, all right, well, you know, we have a two-hour layover in L.A., so let's take the flight there and hope for the best. Like, might as well. <laughs> so we're, like, really crunch time. And then we get to L.A., and we run out of the gate, go all the way to the booking place to our airline, and uh, we <laughs> I don't know if this is uh, legal or not. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's all legal. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, we we were like, yo, we we can't like hope that they just say, oh, it's not seventy two hours. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we were expecting someone to like save the day, so we we edited the timestamp on the COVID test from there twelve to two. Yeah, twelve p.m. to yeah. two p.m. So on Snapchat, I just took a little. I took what the paper looked like, and I put it in the front of the The paper was already digital? It was a digital it's paper. It's all, it was digital anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, so, yeah. so <laughs> I, just, I just covered up the one. But honestly, um, we called, too, and they said that it would be fine, but we didn't want to risk it because yeah, we're like, that's yeah. everything. It's an hour or two hours from our first COVID test could yeah. be the reason why we don't come, but we know we're not negative or we're not positive. Yeah. So it's like... And then you're kind of depending on the mood of the, the person that makes the decision at the desk. Yeah, because yeah. 
Uh, but then they were saying that it's after your first flight. So we're like, we yeah, would have been fine, but us. it was it was scary. Yeah, the the girl in L.A. was like, oh, it's from the first flight when it starts. And then we were like, yo, the, the girl in L.A. or yeah. Las Vegas told us it was the one from here flight. And we were like, oh, that's Well, nice. see, that that's a solid piece of advice for people to understand that. Yeah. Make sure it's from the departure of the country yeah. itself. Especially, like, imagine if you're coming from butt fuck. Who knows, Idaho. <laughs> and you're trying to get over to, you know, the a major port or a major airport such as LA. Yeah. Maybe there's major delays or you can't get there and you you if you've timed it too tight, you're pretty much screwed. Well, our yeah. problem too is so uh we flew out of Las Vegas and Las Vegas is eight hours away from where we live in Reno. So Nevada's very big and so we live at the top of Nevada right now. And we had to go to the bottom of Nevada, and so we couldn't take our test. Like, we had to plan a day that we were driving. And so we had to be really smart about taking the test, and so we're like, oh, we'll do it the earliest we can. Yeah. So we didn't miss it, and then... Especially back then, where, like, you waited, like, five to seven days for the test to come back. So, like, that was, like, the last time I took a COVID test. So I know it's different now, because, like, COVID's going definitely less than it was so mm-hmm. like when i was taking the test with her i was like you know this could take like three four days instead of two and then you know it doesn't meet the timeline to get we don't get the results until the, the departure and it was a whole bunch of waiting and hoping it came in when we needed yeah it doesn't sound like you're really selling this uh this this <laughs> trip to anyone looking <laughs> no, to no. come yeah. well because that's the thing is that it sounds a I lot mean, you're rolling everyone, the dice a lot yeah, <laughs> everyone definitely. will say this so like until we went on this podcast, I put everything that we did in the back of my head. Like, it's so worth it once you get here. And that's what everyone has said. Like, mm. I'm like, oh, how was the COE? And there's like, it was the worst thing I've ever done. But now we're here. We're yeah. in paradise. And so I'd ra- way rather go through all that and be here for a month than be back home. <laughs> that says <So>. a lot. <laughs> no, not even. Just to, like, be able to get out there and explore and... And I mean, you've been in, obviously, everybody has been in, in lockdown, let's say, and in, in especially in the States for almost two years. So yeah. what was that, that process like? And the feeling of finally we're getting the hell out. Like when that plane took off out of LA, was there a sense of relief? Oh, no. Well, the US is totally open now. But before, it's been open, what, probably since the hockey season? I'm a hockey player, so yeah. I just measure things in <laughs> hockey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I because I saw they were opening up the arenas. I don't I don't believe at the beginning so of the year. When is when did you guys officially open? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like officially, because I know that the governor, um, were like released a whole bunch of stuff. I think I don't know. It was like in maybe May. like yeah. I think maybe like four months ago or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. then he and then the masks went away for a little bit and then. Now we just found out that where we live in Reno, they're doing the mass tomorrow again. They're bringing them back. Yeah. Yeah, so. you used to be able to go anywhere. They had full concerts, like full concerts. All the bars were full, and now they're putting the mask back on. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it's ever. It's even the same as last summer. It's like they gave, they're giving everyone the summers to have a little bit of fun, and they're like. You know, it's that little bit of sunshine you get in, in your jail cell. Go out, guys. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, autumn and winter's coming. Time to throw your masks back on. Reality. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> weird at first because, like, when we left, it was so open. Everyone was doing everything. And then we were like, oh, we're coming here and we wear masks again and nothing's open. So it was kind of weird. Yeah, now, now here it's... Um, 
Uh, but let's not jump ahead too much. So the plane takes off. You're on route to Phuket. What legs or, or where were where were your um, layovers? Um, we left LA, went straight to Tokyo. Stayed in Tokyo for hour and a half, I think. Were there any issues there when you get off the plane? Are they no. is there, are there guys like ha- in hazmat suits? Like yeah, they no, no, keep no, no, you no. in this little spot. No, 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 not in Tokyo. Tokyo, there the people just had like masks on with like the the clear yeah. face protecting, and then you could travel like you can go through majority of the airport. I'm pretty. You can't leave. Out They're of the keeping airport. you in departures. Yeah, 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 and. Yeah taking you to international departures as well. So, yeah. but you're still in, you're interacting with other people is, is everyone kind of, you know, playing safe because they know they don't want to catch COVID on that next flight. Like the, the social distancing, is it, um, at its fullest at that stage? Well, we actually met a family yeah. that we were talking to and they were on every flight with us. And we like met up with them accidentally when we took our first COVID test and like all this, we kept on seeing them everywhere. Yeah. But we, that's the only people we talked to because the plane was pretty much empty. Yeah. If you're talking about like people in the airport, when like when we got there, there was like no one there. It was like fully dead. The only people I saw was like, a, like maybe like, a couple people going like here and there, but the only people that like a good amount of people were the people on our flight. And then we left there and then had a, like a seven and a half hour layover in Singapore and Singapore was crazy. Like Tokyo was like, like was really chill. Singapore was like full lockdown. Everyone was in hazmat suit. Um, they like walked you in lines, like in kindergarten, like cheap like <laughs> cheap prongs. A, yeah. a little like wristband that you can't, if you tighten it too much, you can't take it off. Yeah, that part sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, so. And hey. they have this little spot with no food and a little playground. Yeah, we got there at one. In the and morning, there's like so. a whole bunch of people there. Yeah. And nowhere to go. Two bathrooms that are like being cleaned all the time. And, and you're, you're at a seven-hour layover in Singapore. Yeah, so that one hours. was pretty brutal. Because, like, I know Singapore's airport is, like, one of the coolest airports yeah, it's in the right. world. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to see, like, the garden. And I think they have, like, I don't know if they have, like, a, I think I heard that they have, like, a hotel in there or something. Or oh, something cool. They have an amazing food court, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, like. Rub it, rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because when I, I was, like, yo, we have a seven-hour yeah. layover in Singapore. That would be really cool. And we go there and we're getting walk like dogs to a little spot to sit at and then we well, waited there for seven hours how many people okay so from la to tokyo were you guys on an airbus or a 747 like what was the size of the plane that was oh, yeah. an airbus yeah it was, it was an airbus was big, and yeah. how many people were on this flight oh, do you it, think it was, it was full. dead no 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 the one the, the la to, la to tokyo oh oh yeah, yeah it was dead it was like no like, one on it, there like a handful 10 20 like it was at least it's like under 15. Under we had, 15 We had whole people. rows to ourselves that we slept on. Oh, it so you didn't even need... Nice. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. They had movies, Okay, now movies. I'm jealous. Yeah. They had <laughs> meals every... <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. Like, I've done the flight from, I don't know, it's just Southeast Asia, Asia to Canada, Toronto, maybe six, seven times. And like, unless you're getting an exit row or you're taking first class, like it is a nightmare. Yeah, it ours is, was oh. so nice. It's pretty luxurious. I'm and like, most of it, <laughs> so, like, you know those huge planes that have three rows and yeah. all that? Um, our whole spot, there was probably three groups. This family of six, us two. We had, like, six rows to ourselves, 
And then everyone was just, like, distanced on this plane because no one's coming here. And were you allowed to take the mask off during the flight on the plane? No, no. The, really. I couldn't even take it off, like, when I tried to sleep. Like, she was, like, uh, I kind of, like, put it under my yeah. nose a little bit because it's kind of hard. But um, I would. L- the only thing they would let you take it off for would be to eat, and that's it. See, I would have had a hoodie on and just zipped that up, took the mask off. Yeah. How would they know it's on or not? Yeah, yeah, and just, yeah. boom, pass out. I mean, yeah, the first flight, they were pretty lenient, like, Sometimes I would leave the mask off for like a little bit after I ate for a little bit. But um, the second flight from Tokyo to Singapore or yeah, Tokyo to Singapore, they were like, they were like, yo, mask up. But this flight was full. Tokyo to Singapore. No, that one was the same amount it of people. It was same? the same exact people came ah, okay. all the way with yeah, us. This, the Singapore to Phuket, there was a lot of people on that one. Okay. Now this, which airline were you guys on? Singapore. All, the whole way. Yeah, LA. Yeah, from LA. No, point? so it was Alaskan from uh, Las Vegas to LA. Yeah. Yeah, just a normal one. And yeah. then Singapore all the way until Phuket. And then we were in the like the big one, the big plane from t- to Tokyo and to Singapore. And then from Singapore to Phuket, it was the small one. Yeah, the Airbus. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, Singapore Airlines, it's world it's one of the best airlines as well. Yeah. Now really your nice. how how expensive were your your was the flight itself? It was like eight eighty a person. Yeah. So. Okay, I would have thought, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad then. Yeah, I was. We, we I got was it a little more in advance than everything else. Yeah, so it made it a little cheaper and COVID. But yeah, we met a guy uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? I don't know. Two yeah. days ago. Yeah, yesterday or two days ago, the dude, uh, the dude that, <laughs> the dude that, um, she said that was from Reno that saw my okay. hat or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, we met a dude from Reno, and he basically said, um, that he got his ticket for like six hundred bucks or something like that. I was like, whoa. So, so these airlines, they're not making any money. Yeah. Because I think usually it's like over a thousand, something like that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah at least. And, and on Singapore Airlines, maybe more. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. the it's one of the more luxurious airlines like Cathay and Emirates. You know? yeah, well, yeah. also, they only had two transits. So when we were in LA, they said, are you the blah, 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 blah. So they, they have the same people on each transit. Yeah. So if you're not going to Thailand, you're not on that flight path. It was kind of weird. So like we were on the plane the entire time with the same people. Yeah, maybe they just don't want to be mixing and mashing and then having to track down where these people went and who has yeah. COVID. And yeah, yeah. I don't even are this this podcast. Who knows? YouTube's probably going to ban this whole account. <laughs> See what happens. They'll probably hunt us down we're, after they know we. No, no, no. I doubt test. that. We're just going to get shadow banned on YouTube, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a millennial word I just learned. <laughs> shadow ban. Yeah. yeah. We don't li- we don't hear a lot of stuff. Living in Thailand, you're pretty uh, sheltered. Like, we don't, there's no news. I mean, there's news if you want it, but, I mean, we don't have CNN. Everything yeah. here is just, like, you got Netflix and YouTube on your phone, and you cast it to the TV, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah, we're a bit sheltered on uh, the lingo. Yeah. Like I'm That's sure beautiful, I, I, I'm sure I've said it like 50 derogatory terms that I haven't realized have been like banned by now. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, live, we live in the shadows. You're avoiding the, the bad parts. So you're, yeah. you're doing good. And so you're going through the ringer in Singapore. This is uh, pretty much, you know, uh, the end of the world. They got the hazmat su- suits on. They're herding you around like sheep. Yeah. Um, that those that seven hours, like, what type of restrictions did you have at the airport in terms of where you could go, where you couldn't go? Where, like, was it almost like ET style, where there's a like basically a bubble around you of different exits and entrances? 
Yeah. You couldn't leave. Like, it was just this little area, and they had chairs that were super uncomfortable. And then there were way more people than we thought, like, way more people than Tokyo. And so people were sleeping on the floor. Like, it seemed like we were on the border, and we were, I don't know if you know any of that U.S. uh, news. Oh, no. But (laughs) (laughs) But literally, it was like... They had some vending machines, and some of them only took Singapore dollars. And there's no exchange. And there's no exchange. (laughs) And so there was one thing that we could use our phone on, or like our card on. And so we just got like little snacks for seven hours, and we're starving. Kit Kats and and Doritos. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, it was was full. like, Like, it felt like all of us were infected. Like, they were like, no one could like leave. It was like probably like... Probably the size of like, um, like maybe like the size of like two normal size stores or something like that. Like maybe like like a, a d- like a convenience store or no, like a like a like do you know Walmart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like probably the size of like a Walmart, probably. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. And that's it, not the end. That's yeah. it's not horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone was in there. Uh, we got, I think our flight was like one of the last flights in there or something. So we were like pretty tired. So we were trying to like you know sleep, especially because yeah. we weren't allowed to do anything. So then, um, but everyone was there before, so they were taking up all the seats, laying down. So we were either stay up or lay on the floor, and we just stood up. So so you, you're getting there at one a.m. and I'm so your flight to Phuket is going to be at what eight a.m. nine a.m. Yeah, it was originally at like seven thirty, and then they sent a text and said it was delayed to like. Nine or because of like all that. that airport traffic. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, when you're getting on that flight, are they COVID testing at any point during this entire process again? No, no. Oh. It, it was just uh, same. Have the same documents. They don't check the the uh, COE and all that extra stuff. It's just a passport and ticket um, just to get into the flight. And then the only stuff we had to use that stuff for is when we actually got to Phuket. So like, what advice would you give to people that are are watching at all 10 people? Um, what, what advice would you give them if you were to go through that process again, maybe little nuggets that you wish, I wish I did that. I wish I did that. And I'm assuming one little one is just maybe if you know, you're going to Japan and you're going through Singapore, bring a little bit of yen, bring a bit a little bit of Singapore dollar just so you can buy stuff if you get stuck. Is there anything else you would do differently? I mean, we're kind of like low rollers. Like we kind of just ate what they gave us on the plane and then we took like a snack or one or two. But I mean, if you have a family, so like the family, they said that once they got off the plane, they're like, hey, do you guys, is there any food out here? And so they just gave them all the snacks from the plane. Oh, there and you so go. the family got all the snacks. <laughs> yeah. But definitely ask for that if you're trying to go to, if you have to wait in Singapore. Because Singapore is no joke. Maybe bring a pillow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, bring but snacks. We only I had backpacks, so snacks. it wasn't too yeah, bad. I brought... Um, I just I'm like probably more hungry than most people so I brought like a whole carton of like these cream filled oatmeal sandwiches called cream pies nice. just dumped them all in my backpack and those are like the only reason why I survived the flight <laughs> so especially when we got there when I got to Singapore cuz I had like six left and I ate all six of them at Singapore so it, I would say definitely bring snacks uh Try to get any food. <laughs> and what about water is okay? That's always being provided. Yeah, they get give a, you water a bunch is good. of water. Yeah, water That's is okay. Yeah. Okay, so now you're getting on the flight. You're finally going to, to Phuket. Um, I'm assuming there's no issues on the flight. This plane's a little bit more full. Yeah. 
what happens when the, the the plane lands and just let's walk through that process yeah so i i have some cool pictures but they give you a sim card that of course doesn't work in our phones mm. uh but they have this like whole row of chairs that everyone's sitting in and they like yell at you if you get up like that kind of thing <laughs> and uh, no it wasn't actually it was actually a really smooth process but they check all your paperwork at like three different stations they fingerprint you and that was about it. And they COVID test you outside. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that bad uh, when we got there. I mean, it took like probably like maybe like 35 minutes maybe. Um, After the planes landed, you've gotten into the airport. It's another like 30, 35 minutes to get out the doors? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty quick. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be like two hours because they got to check everyone, especially with a yeah. big flight like that. And we got there. There was, like, another, like, three-step approval thing. There was, like, the first step where you sit in these chairs and a whole bunch of, like, girls in suits come over, check all your documents, make sure they're the right order. And then they w- you wait there until they um, tell you to go over to the next spot. And then the next spot, they put your hotel in. Um, they, like scan your documents i think um and then that's like the second confirmation i guess yep and then the third one is like when they give you the stamp and like you know give you all the like, like your entry on your passport into yeah yeah, yeah. Like the third, yeah the third what point ago. did you do the the covid test is that step one no that that's one step that's, four. that's step, step four the last okay. step. yeah so the three steps are just to get like into paquette and then the last step before you take, then you have to take a taxi to, like, you can't take, like... It has to be an approved uh, taxi. Yeah, approved taxi. Yeah, to, yeah. to your ho- hotel, and you guys are in Camilla, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you do the COVID test in the airport after they've stamped you and you've gone through the, the gate, and obviously they're not giving you the results right away, no? No, no. yeah. And they it was don't. a brutal test. They went, like... Oh, yeah, they, they don't joke around Like, here they the were, test. and it was, like, in one yeah. of those boxes where they have their hands covered. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty I funny. I would say for whoever's watching, for sure. Because, like, in America, I mean, you do it yourself. You just go up here, it's, like, a little tingle, and you move it around, and then that's it. Yeah. Here, they just go they in go, there. They go vertical, just, like, and, and it hurts for a couple Damn. more minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. no joke. They get in there, and then they stick it out. Your eyes are watering, and then... <laughs> You, like, think that your nose is going to, like... <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Because, I mean... Oh. Yeah, it, it's pretty brutal. But And then once we get that, then we get, like, a little stamp. Uh, like, it was, like, a sticker or something. And then... Yeah, they um, put a sticker on your arm. Yeah. yeah same, like, that you're tested or something. And then you go to, like, the taxi station. Did you get your bags at this point? Oh, we just had backpacks. We had backpacks, so we okay. made our process so much easier. Yeah, we you don't didn't know. Want, uh, you didn't want to deal with, yeah, losing yeah. luggage. And yeah. I got gotcha. you. And I usually, wherever I go, I just do a backpack, so. Make it easy. Yeah, but then, and then we just go taxi straight to the um, hotel. That taxi, is it ready for you with a sign? So we, we messed up. So yeah. we had so much to go through that I totally just spaced. I thought I already got a taxi from the hotel, but I totally yeah. didn't. So they were super good about it, though. They're, I was like, Novotel, and then they didn't know. And so um, he was just like, oh, I got you. You have 500 baht or something. Yeah, yeah. And then just got us a taxi. It was yeah. super easy. It was like a, just an airport taxi, so it's kind of like a little more expensive. Was it the van or like an actual like, looking taxi just taxi? like a car. Like a oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that... They have to be dedicated to to be able to transport you. Yeah, they there's specific approved taxis. Yeah. So you you hop in this taxi and now it's taking you to to the hotel. 
Yeah, hotel right. on there, and then that's where you can't do anything until you're approved, like till you're uh, good to go. Okay, so you've land. The process it seems quite simple, actually, getting out of the airport. Besides this COVID test, I'm sure you scared a few people. <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah. it was actually. I mean, you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, Maybe take a take a couple shots before it. <laughs> yeah, like psych yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, so bring a couple little couple bottles of whiskey and <laughs> just oh, smash it. <laughs> one thing going back, one thing I'd recommend is that family, especially having a family. Yeah, he had every document printed in this binder, and so he had copies of passports. He had them all in one place. He had them all in order. That would make it so much easier because yeah. then no one has to like go through all your papers. Like You're you have fumbling. them all in order because you yeah. have a lot of paperwork that you need, like your insurance, your. So make make a binder, use some colorful tabs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. laminate that stuff or put it in little folders and then when you arrive it's you're ready to go. Oh, also yeah. we didn't print anything out, so at the LA airport, airport they had to print everything yeah, out. Yeah, you need docu- like you actually need like papers. Physical yeah. documents for Thailand. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. So the, yeah, if you're putting together like a a colored tab binder where it's easy to navigate would just make life a little simpler every time you've reached you know immigration or whoever's doing testing yeah. yeah okay so now you you you're going from the airport to to camilla at the novotel mm-hmm. and they charged you you said about 500 baht yeah it was like okay that's a, that's yeah. a fair price that's that's phuket it's not sometimes they could hose you for like 1200 if they want yeah. so yeah. okay that's fair um, and then what's the process? You get out of your taxi at the hotel, hazmat suits at intro, uh, at reception, or <laughs> no, no, they're no. kind of welcome you with, uh, I don't know, a Chang or a Singa, or how does that work? No, they just, they were just like, oh, like, they checked us in, and then we just went to our room. Yeah, it was like a normal And they walked us to our yeah. room, and it was super nice. Yeah, I just mm. wasn't ready for the, the heat, the humidity, <laughs> if, like, especially because, you know, I'm from... Vegas. So. so dry, yeah. Yeah, it's dry and, and hot. So I was like, oh, it's hot here. It's not going to See, that's problem. the thing. When I went to Vegas, I couldn't handle the dry weather. Oh, you're like, used to the humidity? Oh, the day I got to Vegas, like, I was there for work. And, like, uh, I was so tempted to buy, like, saline and start, like, driving out of my <laughs> nose. Like, everything. My eyes were dry. My skin was dry. My lips went dry. I was only there for, like, five days. And, like, five more days and I would have, like dried up i couldn't take it It was it was painful like you you get nosebleeds because here we're basically basking in humidity Uh, all the time like we're we're so lubed up let's say but when you get to vegas oh it was painful it was not enjoyable even la was dry i found even even going the opposite though going from dry to heat it's not satisfying or like to humidity it doesn't feel good you guys yeah you guys are probably just sweating all the time all the time first day oh because so we um, met that family on the flight, and they're here for like nonprofit, um, uh, um, nonprofit like make bags for villages for food and stuff. Yeah. And we, he asked us, the dad asked us to come help him, and we were like, yeah, sure, why not? So then we went out there, and basically it was at a uh, like a boxing place, and oh, was it with Sean? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Sean. It was Sean. Yeah, Sean. He wasn't on the flight. The family was, was coming to help yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So They're they knew Sean. Sean. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, and so they were from San Diego, and they were coming to help him. And so we came with them, and Sean was there. So we met Sean. He's super – there was a great little, like, community that came You went over to Suitai, to yeah. the gym? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. na- so you met Nando and Amy and yeah, yeah, they little were all Hunter amazing. running around. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've had, like, this small little community here. So uh, what episode was that with Sean? 11? 
10? Oh, yeah. So episode 10, Sean Stenning, five-star Marine. Uh, go watch that episode if you want to learn, like, full-on about that. Like, we did a whole episode. He brought up videos. And actually, our first episode with Nando, he explained it as well. Um, I'm sure we'll get another maybe a guest coming through and explaining yeah. it. So you guys, you went over to Suitai. You helped uh, packing the lunches, packing the bags. How was that experience? How long were you guys there for? It was super great because it was super fun meeting everybody. It was super fun. But this was like our first experience with the humidity. Yeah, that's the reason why. And so it was like we were outside and we were like lugging all the rice bags and like carrying stuff. And oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever sweat that much in my life. (laughs) Like, but it was fun. What time was was it at in the day? Like, it, was uh, it was in the morning. Yeah, it was in the morning. Still, 10 a.m. is hot here. Yeah. Like, it's, it's no joke. <laughs> well, because we also walked from Novotel. So we walked from Camilla. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so so it, was, it was like a... It's 40 minutes. Yeah, it was like a 30-minute yeah. walk or so. And but then, it's up the hill, down and yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> they're ripping around on motorbikes. It's not It's not a safe road to walk. Yeah. Yeah, it was just hot. Yeah, we, <laughs> got, we got there. It was really fun. Good to help people get, you know, the bags and stuff. And then... Um, I just say it's bad because the humidity the was humidity. just brutal. Like so I, this was on your first day or second day? It was this, the first, like, the first day we got to the hotel, ate food, and passed out for, like, 13, 14 hours. Because we had like to that. wait for our COVID test. Yeah, and we are like, jet lag, too, so we so passed out. you were probably, door to door, you guys did 30-plus hours, no? Like, by the time you left your homes in Nevada and arrived at the hotel, door to door, was it about 30 yeah, plus? Yeah, it was, it was like 32 or something like 32 that. 32 hours. Yeah, it was 32, and then we took an eight-hour drive from Reno to Vegas. So pl- oh, so you're talking 40. <laughs> you're talking <laughs> yeah. almost two days, like, yeah, door to door. Yeah, you guys were real bad. dedicated to get the hell out of the U.S. <laughs> and see something else. Especially because it's my first time, like, traveling, traveling. Because, yeah. like, the longest flight that I've been on was to Hawaii for five hours mm. and, like, I mean, this was like 32. It was better because there's layovers and stuff, but it was still like definitely a new experience, though. So, and so when you you get to the hotel, they sorry, okay, so they're taking the COVID test from the airport. You got to go to the hotel, and then that COVID test, you get results in 14 hours or how long does it take? 24 hours to get the results. We we got at like six o'clock that night. But when when they put you into the hotel room are you stuck in that room until the r- results come out yeah. yeah so now you're back in another, <laughs> another, cell for what, another uh, you're in there for another 12 hours ish no well because we fell asleep at like 2 p.m but we okay. passed out the whole time yeah and we got it at 6 p.m so technically we got it in like okay so they, they come hours. pretty fast but we just yeah. passed out and so. then the second you get the results and it's negative you're allowed to leave and now you can go around the whole island of Phuket, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we went around, and they have make you install an app on your phone that basically tracks you and then basically says if, um, like, what risk you are. Like, what's your, mm. like, high risk, low risk of, like, being or having the virus, so. And maybe they, because they can track if you go to a place that there was an outbreak. Yeah. They can track back to you and say, now you're high risk, come in, do it type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're supposed to check with your hotel every night, but they don't check, really. Check in with the hotel. Yeah, but yeah, they don't scan. really do that. Ah, I see what you, just, every place you go, you need to scan or they must. It must just be tracked because of the GPS. Yeah, no? so they track with the GPS, but your hotel is supposed to check every night. But, yeah. but I mean, yeah. Yeah, they just do. give up on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Because we stay the same risk the whole time because it's not like we're we're going places. But And then, um, so you've been here, how, how long have you, you got here on the 14th, 15th? Yeah. So you've been here 15. about two weeks. Now, before you can check out of the hotel, you have to do a full 14 days. Mm-hmm. So you're, are you at, you finished that now or you're. Tomorrow no, is the it's Friday. Friday's the Friday. last day. Yep. Um, and at that point, you're planning to check out to maybe go cheap into, or sorry, to check into a, like a cheaper hotel. Yeah. So that yep. that's when it would get cheaper. But then we have to pay for a hotel every night. So it's mm. like, because I think the hotel was about seven hundred dollars for the two weeks. Okay. So it wasn't awful, and it's a super nice hotel. Yeah, you're right on the beach of Camilla. The qu- yeah. that's a yeah. The quality of the hotel is nice, and you're right beside the Intercontinental. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the beach is a bit funky there, but it's a lot of garbage. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah, we think it's nice. Yeah. We went surfing; yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it was fun. brutal. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it was not. Uh, it so was th- they now on Friday, you're you're free to travel. Um, do you have a plan? What's next? Are you kind of just going to make decisions? You know, uh, as you go. Um, I would say our definite definite spots that we want to go to: Kopipi and Krabi. Some like cool touristy spots in Thailand, um, and we're trying like for the most part we're gonna wing it just like for staying areas like, you know, say we go to Kopi P and like yeah. stay in a Airbnb or yeah. you know a hotel up there for a couple of days or something like that. So we're just gonna wing but it. But you for only the most have part. two weeks left, right? No, we have um, till the tenth or tenth. we have to be back here the ninth, just case you know. Okay, get, so probably okay. like a. What is like a week and a half. Yeah, n- not, right not a lot, not too too much time. So, I mean, you guys, uh, you put a lot of effort into making this happen, but you're technically you're not even here that long three, three and a half weeks. Yeah. But two of those weeks, you're you're still stuck to a hotel that you didn't get a huge decision on either. But it's it's fine. It's it's gorgeous. So yeah. Would you, if you were to think back on the day you made the decision to come to Thailand, would you do it all again? I mean, yeah, because I think, well, we have our moped, so we get to go around the island, and the island's beautiful and has a lot to do. The only thing that we're kind of disappointed about is that Bangkok's not worth going to, Northern Thailand's not worth going to, and so... um, Worth meaning because of the risk, or just because everything's kind of in lockdown? Everything's in lockdown, so... It's kind of hard because then we're like, when are we going to go to Thailand next? Like, when are we going to be able to see those places? But also... We're in paradise, so it's either go back and do our normal stuff for another month of summer and then go back to school or go to Thailand for a summer and then go back to school. But could you, why did you guys decide not to stay a bit longer? Why cut the short, the, the uh, trip short? It's like a, a week before we go back to school. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so we're like limited from school, but I mean, our original plan like, if we didn't have to stay in the hotel for two weeks, we wanted to do like a Airbnb and like full-on travel um obviously it's different with the like restrictions and covid all yeah over. and you don't want to get you know, stuck off the island and there yeah, could be yeah. some risk there as well yeah we were just trying to go all over the place but i mean you gotta work with what you're given so, yeah. yeah so what what have you guys done in the past two weeks some stories some of your travel experience people that you met uh, besides someone like myself, oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, what what have you done so far, and what did you like? What did what was maybe surprising? What ha- what was maybe disappointing? Um, we've done a good amount, I would say. Um, we went to go see the Big Buddha, a lot of sightseeing, just to see the island. 
Um, a lot of tourist stuff. Yeah, just for sure. t- typical tour stuff. Um, a lot of sightseeing. The tigers, the monkeys. Yeah, yeah saw the, the monkeys. The monkeys are very <laughs> scary. Did I you go to mon- uh, the Phuket Monkey Hill? And you uh, go up to the top. We just yeah. went to the viewpoint where you throw the bananas at the monkeys and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. they're vicious. Yeah, yeah well, they're, they're in, intense. Yeah, they're scary because like <laughs> they have a big sign on the front and it basically says every like possible outcome from like a bite or something. Yeah, and there's like rabies, there's pictures of the diseases. Yeah, the dude's and you're like, like dead with foaming in his mouth, and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get near these monkeys. This at is all. the the Phuket. Uh, Phuket Town, we call Monkey Hill, I think. And then you drive up to the top, and there's dogs at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, well, I tried to go to that place, but I, did, I don't know if I. I wonder find where you were. Yeah, yeah we just saw this big. It was just like this pond with monkeys. Yeah, it was like it's called like a monkey viewpoint or something like monkey that. Monkey view, I don't know. Yeah, it's like um, I try to go to Monkey Hill, but um, it's like Phuket, downtown Phuket, and it's like a little off to the side. And, like, I don't know the spot, obviously, yeah. but... It, um, Phuket Town, right? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. And um, it's just, like, a little, like, a ledge with the monkey statues and then walk over and the monkeys are, like, all grouped up and they're, like, little tiny ones, some big ones. Yeah, they're and they're quite vicious looking. Like, yeah. they get... I mean, they have that pack mentality, so it's a bit... Uh, well, yeah. they sell you peanuts and bananas across the street. Yeah. And so they, like, come up to you and grab your basket and try to, like, steal the peanuts and stuff. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah and you don't want to get scratched by one of these little buggers. I mean, monkey... Those things are... They could rip your hands off if they're they They're horrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty... It was pretty scary, especially because... I mean, one little bite, too, or, like, yeah. like she would give a banana. Like, she was trying to do, like, the hand, hand. Like, the monkey gets the banana out of the hand. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, feeling ballsy. They, I think they're okay as long as, like, uh, another one doesn't get jealous. Yeah, gotta, yeah That's where you got to be careful. Yeah, some of them, like, jump and, like, try to get it real quick and yeah. stuff like that. It's pretty fast, too. So, there was one that was, like... Mooching off her pretty bad, like just like coming just up to her, me and he was like aggressive too. Like she would be like in a corner, and he would like jump up on the ledge and like basically like and then try to grab the basket and stuff. And she's small, so it's like yeah, easily get it too. They're they're pretty. I've been there once to one of those hills, and yeah, I wouldn't go back. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. A, I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's cool to see the monkeys, but it's a little scary too. But they're not, and they're not scared of you. Like you in Thailand with the dogs here. Yeah. Like if they're vicious, usually there's a couple tricks you can do. Where like one, if you have a stick and just wave it, they're gone. Two, if you don't have a stick, you fake pick up a rock and just throw nothing, and they're gone. <laughs> but the monkeys, if you do that, they're gonna come right at you. Yeah. So like having a stick like that, they're like, all right, let's like let's well, go. We saw one was like jumping on a car, and they were trying to get it off the car. Yeah, yeah. they're they're super aggressive. Yeah. And that so you went to Phuket Town. Did you visit all the beaches? Naiharn, Rawai, Kata, Karan. No, we went down there um, to see a museum, and it was closed. It was closed. I don't know <laughs> if it was like the day because I know there was just a holiday or something. There, yeah, like that. it could have been the holiday. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it was like after the holiday, um, but we went down to the museum, and then it was we were like, oh, so then I was like, yeah, we could see the monkeys, but then, you know, I. Uh, accidentally parked in a car spot and uh, oh yes okay yeah. so yeah explain what happened there because i 
again, this is small little nuggets for any travelers coming here. Yeah. How to not to lose 500 baht. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, parked in a car spot. Um, I didn't know that they couldn't park in there. It's like the bigger spots compared to the super skinny spots. Yeah. And went in the car spot maybe for like. Oh, and to explain, you're driving a motorbike. Moped. Yeah, yeah a moped. Yeah, we're driving yeah. a moped. We're not driving a car. Yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay. Moped in a big, uh, big spot. Um, I was pro- we were probably in the the museum. Well, not in the museum, but like outside, inside area for like maybe like three, four minutes, maybe. Yeah. And some dude, we were in there just messing around, and some dude comes waves at me, and he's like, "Your bike, your bike." And I was like, he was pointing to like the area, and I was like, "No, that's not my bike." And then he was like, "No, they're they're uh, locking it or something." And I was yeah. like, "I was like, I'm pretty sure I locked my moped." And then I go out there, and I was like, please don't be stolen. And then it's some cop fully locked it from, like, tire to top. And then um, I went it ran over there, and he was like, yeah. Um, he's like, this is a car spot. You can't. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, that's so tough. And at this, So he's put the chain on wheel to wheel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he just told me, he was like, yeah, you got to go up to the, the police station and pay for it. Five hundred bot, and then I was like, because I know they take bribes here, so yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, yo, I didn't know they took bribes. <laughs> I don't think they take them here. I think I'm they j- take them in Bali. <laughs> <I'm> j- <yeah. laughs> no, they everybody kind of knows that here, but I mean, it's yeah. it's 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 not really a bribe. It's kind of uh, just a way to yeah. make the process easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I tried. I was like, is there any way I can do it now? Um, you know, quick little. 100 baht extra yeah. or something <laughs> and then he was like he was like no no way buddy uh you gotta go over there and it was like a it was like a 10 minute walk or something like that so we he just pointed a direction and started walking over there and then i got a taxi over there um, well, they yeah. said it was two kilometers and we we're like oh that's not very far like we can walk and then he's like two kilometers very far and we're yeah. like Okay, so then we got the taxi, but someone paid for it. It was super nice because we were asking them where it was, and he's like, just just go. Yeah. And then so the taxi took him, and I mm. walked back, but uh, I guess two kilometers actually isn't that far. Yeah, maybe that's, what, 10, 15-minute walk. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, because so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of elaborate on that because so the way that it works in Thailand is if you get a ticket, it can be little things. It could be a helmet. Usually they'll get you on helmet, license, Parking in a car spot on a motorbike, I've actually never heard of that before. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard of that. So watch out. They're looking for anything. <laughs> and also, also probably you guys look like tourists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. usually the, you guys, the tourists have a look to them. Yeah, maybe and he saw us. He, saw you, he probably saw you guys go in there and he, he, he hit you up for money. Yeah. Um, so you go to these. They're not police stations. They're like police sheds. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you go in there and they sign a piece of paper and you pay your 500 baht and you, you go away. And that's just, it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, at that point, yeah, you've been locked up on your tires. There's nothing you can do anyway. So yeah. you paid the 500, you moved on. Um, and then from there, I mean, what, what, did, what were you guys doing the rest of the day? Where were you guys headed You're from Phuket Town? Phuket Town, that's when we went uh, to the monkeys after. Yeah. You know, hanging out with the monkeys a little bit, and then, um, and then that's when we we just head back because it's like a 40 ish minute drive from yeah. Mala. Did you take the highway or did you take the 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 beach road the whole way? I think it was I think it was the highway. 
Um, it was a big road. So well, I mean, like, highway. did you, when you were driving to Phuket Town and you're at Novotel, did you head south towards Patong or head this way towards? Towards Saran. Yeah, I went to Saran. Oh, yeah. So you went all the way up to the, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that, we looked on maps and that was like the quickest way, so. And the most dangerous. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you do that next time, um, especially now with no tourists, it, it's, honestly, it's 10 minutes longer. Oh. But go south. Because mo from now, anything that, like, if you're traveling on the motorbike, just even if you're going to Nyhar and where you are, it will want, want to shoot you up to the highway. Mm. But the beach road is gorgeous. It's all, have you done the whole beach road along the coast? No, no, no. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. all mountains and cliffs. It's an absolute, it's gorgeous for someone on the backseat. But the yeah. person driving are like, oh, yeah, the roads, because I've never driven a, a moped before. Yeah. So when I got, first got, we first got the moped, it was like terrifying because we like I, we went from Kamala to Patong and it was like you know, we hitchhiked, which is pretty clutch because <laughs> we were going to walk because we didn't have anything and we couldn't have like, you know, ride like little bicycles there because yeah. we had to get the moped back. So, um we were going to walk, and I was like, I know the hitchhike here just for fun. And then I stuck my thumb out for, like, maybe, like, 30 seconds or something like that. First car drove by, second car stopped, pulled over. Some from dude, like, from L.A. with a Thai girlfriend or wife. And he was like, yeah, we'll take you there. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And it was the nicest thing that ever happened to us. Because we yeah. were watching when he was driving up. And I was like, yo, if we walked this, I would have killed you. Yeah, it was like two like, hours. Two oh. hour walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably a two-hour walk, and it's and it's uphill, downhill, left. No, that, the uphill's bad. The ca the first Camelot oh. Hill would have been insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was us just trying to be cheap. Yeah. Because like there was some guy that was gonna sell us a moped here. Yeah. And then uh, we're like, oh, this place is good and it's cheap, and so we were gonna walk there, yeah. and it was a two-hour walk, and it was super hot, and so hitchhiking that was that was yeah, a good decision. And that that's. It's interesting, especially during COVID, they would take that risk as well, bringing you in their car to catch COVID. Well, it was crazy because <laughs> yeah. it was a guy from L.A. Yeah. And uh, he moved here 12 years ago. And so... What was his name? Maybe we know him. Shoot, I don't uh, know. I don't think he told us his name. I don't think he told us, yeah. Oh, but yeah. He was driving a black Mazda. That's all we know. Mazda. Yeah, he, he was super nice. It was a godsend. Does he have, like, short hair? Maybe, he's, yeah. he's Asian. Oh, he's Asian? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Then. And he lives know. in Laguna. That's what he told us. Oh. Yeah. You know who it is? Surfer guy in Kamala? Yeah, he was super nice. Oh. He was God sent. That yeah, was amazing. You <laughs> yeah, you're not what... That, again, if you walked that, you would probably be the first people to walk that. Yeah, yeah I don't think I, anyone in their right mind would do that. No. So, no. we've, we've it's made It's not bad. The, wa the walk from Kamala to here, I've done it a few times. Was, that's okay. It was but super nice, Patong, yeah. no, that's uh, insanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've, yeah. We've done some of those things that most people uh, wouldn't do. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we got dropped off, got the moped, and then once we got the moped, then it's been a breeze. So, okay, sorry. The point of you going to Patong was to get the moped. Yeah. yeah Why I, didn't you just get one in Kamala? Oh, because... Us being cheap, cheap. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was cheaper to yeah, get in Patong. Yeah, because we met this dude. Uh, we were just walking. Some guy went up to us because they're trying to advertise and stuff. And yeah. then he was like, "Oh, if you want to rent a motorbike from us, uh, you could." And then we asked prices. He was like, "For one week, it's like fourteen hundred baht, which is like two hundred a day." Yeah. Yeah, it was like, um, I don't know, like a little or probably like 40 bucks or something like that for yeah. a week. And I was like, I don't know. I think I can get it cheaper. So then I started looking online. Um, and then I 
look on this place, and it's like one of like the top rated in Paquette, and it's in Patong. Yeah. And then they had that one for the whole month for three thousand. That's we, normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we weren't gonna stay here for a month. We we're gonna stay here like three, three ish weeks. So then, um, I called and I was like, you know, what would it be for the cheapest motorbike for three weeks? And then she said three thousand. And I was like, I was like, is there any way we can go cheaper? Because I'm here for three weeks. And then she yeah. was like, tw- uh, twenty five hundred baht. And I was like, I was like, all right, cool. So okay, so like, like, yeah. like less than a thousand a week instead of fourteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that price is most tourists. It's yeah, two hundred baht a day. Yeah. Um. So you've paid three thousand for three weeks. Yeah, twenty. So you've saved. Uh, what is that? Three, four, twelve, twelve hundred baht, right? Yeah. Okay. But that walk alone would have been insane. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I would have paid twelve hundred bucks. But here's here's the it. problem. You need to go drop it off in Patong. How are you getting back? Exactly. Well, actually, yeah. we met someone super nice guy. We got us just what's the burger shot called? Big Boy Burger yeah, Club. Yeah, Big Boy. Big Boy. I gotta say, Big Boy Burger Club. You gotta yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, did he tell you to owner, say that before you came on? <laughs> no. <laughs> but the owner said getting, that we can borrow get, his motorbike. Show him that clip. You're getting a free burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just plugged you. Boom. <laughs> okay, so he'll let you guys. One of you will. Yeah, but who you're gonna have to? Dri- are you driving the bike, no. or have you both been driving? I've been driving the He's bike. Driving. So you're gonna have to drive the I'm bike. I'm gonna have to drive a bike. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. She's going to have to practice. It's not a bad, honestly, it's not, the only part on that drive that's difficult is, it's when you leave Camel and you're going to Baton. Going up the hill is fine. It's the first downhill. Yeah. And you'll see some red paint. Yeah. That's the one they're doing construction on. They're doing right? construction. Yeah. That hill scares me a bit and, and just careful when it's raining. But honestly, if you're, when in doubt in Thailand, just go slow. But after that bend, the rest of the drive is quite easy. There's yeah, and because yeah. after that bend, you go up a steep hill. Going uphill is it could be like that. It's quite easy. Yeah. Going down when it's raining because it's slippery. Yeah, and just don't hit the front brake. That's it. Yeah. But I, to be honest, I've been driving here like well, I've lived in Thailand five years, and driving in Southeast Asia like twelve. I've never had an accident. Fuck no. No. <laughs> yeah, um, and. Most people that have accidents, it's their fault. They're driving too fast. They're trying to do a pass. They've slipped on sand. They've done something they shouldn't have been doing. You just have to drive quite... uh, It's like offensive-defensive. Meaning like... If you see a car parked up in front of you and his lights are on, but he's just parked, and you have to predict he's going to pull in front of you at some point so instead of just like ah he's parked i'll go no you slow down you see that car little things like like this and when you're driving a motorbike especially in thailand never turn your head back so like in the u.s and canada we always you know you check your blind spot you don't do that here because the second you do that something can come here so you just when you drive you just use your mirrors and you use peripheral vision most of the people that get in accidents, you start turning, you're looking, you're looking at cliffs and things, and, like, you never know. Like, something can just dart in front of you. It could be a dog sleeping on, on the thing. It could be a, a, a Thai guy that just rips out of a side road. So that's my best advice. Yeah. yeah. When I first got the moped, I was, like, so scared. Because, like, people are going, like, so fast here. Yeah. So they're just zooming by you, and I, like, don't even know how to turn that good. I got it a little better since, obviously, you got it, but... um. Yeah, that's no joke here, especially if you've never ridden a moped before, going from, like, America. I mean, if you don't live in, like, New York or L.A., because I know traffic's brutal yeah. there. But if you – because, like, me in Vegas, like, 
Las Vegas traffic's not bad at all, for me at least. So, I mean, this, and, like, the traffic here's not bad, but it's, like, moped going, like, Yeah, and everyone's cars. flying past you. Yeah, it's a little intimidating, but. Yeah, and especially if you've, you've never done it. And yeah. Camilla is not the easiest place to learn. This area is really good for learning. You can, it's all, it's all flat here. There's no hills. Yeah. So yeah. you guys are, you're planning. Um, I, I Sorry, I didn't understand, or maybe I missed that part. On Friday, you could technically check out of the hotel, but you're you're planning to go to another place, or you're going to stay. We haven't decided yet. Haven't decided. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. winging it. We're winging it. Winging it. We do want to leave though, like from the hotel. We don't want to stay in the hotel. Um, but yeah, we're we're planning to go like Kopi P, Krabby, yeah. that area, and see what it brings. Yeah. Now I don't. For to go to CoPP, yeah, you need the vaccine, and I don't know if maybe they'll get make sh- make sure that you have like a seventy two hour COVID test. Oh, because what's I don't know. what's hard too is that each COVID test has cost. I forgot to mention yeah, this, but yeah. it costs eighty dollars, seventy dollars, something like that. And how so many tests for, have you done? We have to do three, so we've done three, and so for the both of us, it's been almost six hundred dollars. Like that was our biggest out of the blue expense. Yeah. yeah so crazy. that was the one thing where, like, if you want to come here, you got to have, like, money set aside. So, okay. So every test, e- each of you is paying $80. You've done three tests and you weren't, wh- what did you think would happen? They were free or included the testing or? No, I didn't think, well, I just didn't think about it because it's free in America. So okay. we get tested for free in America. Yeah. And so I was thinking, oh, maybe insurance would cover it. But no, they make you prepay for your COVID test for the COE. That's way before you've left U.S. This is all prepaid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we paid for insurance, like COVID-19 specific insurance. So we were like, oh. Did you have to go through a specific insurance company in the U.S. to get that insurance? Just anything that covers COVID-19 internationally. And how much did you have to pay for that? $30. It was like 30 bucks. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, so it was nothing. So I was like, oh, 30 bucks. That's okay. COVID test done. And then out of nowhere, she was like, yeah, we got to pay 80 bucks per test. And I was like, oh, that's so what, what do you individually, what do you guys think you paid on this trip? But without the flight, hotel, food, like just the process of COVID stuff, how much do you guys think you paid? Um, so it's like almost $600 a piece for COVID tests. So three or not a piece, $600 total. So 300 for COVID tests, $30 for insurance. It wasn't. It was mostly the flight in the hotel because the hotel was a bigger expense because we weren't expecting to stay there. Yeah. And then the te- the COVID tests were the ones that shocked us the most because it's free in America. So it's yeah. basically two to three hundred dollars a person to deal with the COVID yeah, stuff as like an additional additional cost when you're coming here. And then also um, being prepared for you don't get to choose your hotel. So you're, you're you, you get can't to be pick it. There's a lot of options. You get to pick it, but it's uh, you're not getting to uh, Why, find like something more economical. Yeah, you get yeah. stuck to you're paying what se- you said seven hundred for two weeks. Well, we kind of got a nicer one. We're like, yeah, if yeah. we're gonna stay there, we're gonna splurge a but little. But we're on a budget, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're like budget <laughs> more mm. expensive, but because we met some people that were staying in Patong and they got a really cheap one. So. But then who knows what it is, and you're there for fourteen days. Yeah. Yeah, I know the Nova Hotel's nice. You're right on the beach, Kamala. It's it's gorgeous. You're this area. It, it's quite nice as well. Yeah. Um. So you, I know Five Star. They go down to PP. Did you talk to Sean about that at all? Because he does trips out there. I, I don't know if he does the overnight trips though. We haven't spoke to him yet. We still need to figure out. Yeah. yeah how we're gonna to do him. that? Because we don't know. 
We have heard that not a lot of companies are open to it. There's only a couple of them that even went through the process to be SHA+. Because mm. apparently it's just really difficult to go through it, but... I don't even know if the ferry's even running. Have you checked into that? No. no. <laughs> that's, that's what we need to do. That's what it's going to be the full We're not the way. best planners. I well, there's say. a massive... There's there's a big, like, the public ferry. Um, Pre-COVID, it would run every day, like, four or five times a day. And that should only cost you maybe four to six hundred baht each, oh, each way. Yeah. yeah. It depends, but who I'm going to assume it's not every day. It's probably like two times a week, and it's like at certain times of the day. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd have to check that. And then they have the ferries from there over to rally. But, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. For the amount of time you have, if you could do that, that's that's probably your best bet. But those places like um, Inco PP, they're completely dead. So if you get there, there's minimal hotels you could check out. Um, you can check out my friend Pim's PP Princess Pim, uh, <laughs> PP Princess. Uh, maybe she can get you a deal there. Um, it's a really nice hotel. It's right on the beach. It's actually the nicest hotel. These places they used to have all the pool parties. Like, oh, really? Pretty oh, much nice. like a Biza there, um, or it was. <laughs> um, but now it's all closed down. So also like the food is limited uh, at PP. Um, I believe now only one of the Seven Elevens is open, which is by the ferry. So you'd be doing a lot of walking back and forth. I mean, back in the day, I used to go there every other month, and, like, it's crazy there. It's just, there's there's no motorbikes there, right? It's a walking island. So you just walk around. Um, but it would just be, like, wall to wall with absolute drunk lunatics. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was a good time. But um, now I heard, yeah, everything, all the restaurants are closed. But you can still go on the hikes and go to the PP Point and enjoy the the... the the views of the of, of the water and the, sort of the ocean there it's gorgeous there i don't think they're going to maya bay i highly doubt it i don't know you'd have to talk to sean but if yeah. if you can get that option um yeah maybe that could even be the better option just you deal with those guys and they can do the the day tour and, and come back um the only thing you'll kind of miss is yeah being able to walk around the whole island well yeah the one thing that's hard or like that I would say is not worth it for a traveler is if they've been here before. Because we even walked down Patong and, like, that whole street that used yeah, to be, like, strip. the strip. Yeah. And it was dead. Like, nothing yeah. was open. It wasn't allowed to be open. So, but we didn't know what it was like. Oh, it's it's pretty much, it'd probably be, like, equivalent to maybe something in, like, New Orleans or something. Like yeah. Just these, uh, like, Bourbon Street. Yeah. Like this, it's a walking street. It's you know, there's no cars on it at night. It's just packed with people. Bars or it's you know, it's like an amusement park. Yeah. So we we didn't know that before we got here. Mm. And so, if you want like a vacation, that say, a family vacation, or you want to hang out at the beach, or you want to see all the sights, it's perfect. Mm. Like right now, it's probably more dead because I was looking at videos of the Big Buddha and it was packed. But now there were like 20 people on the whole. Yeah, those Staircase, tourist so. uh, tourist traps, those spots, high season, it's insane. And, like, even getting around the island, if you're in a car, it's bumper to bumper. Even on motorbikes, it's bumper to bumper. So, yeah, you would go to Big Buddha. There'd be thousands of people there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you, you're, you're getting the right experience with it, but then you'll also miss out on being able to mingle with other tourists, which is actually, I think that's half the fun. Yeah, yeah. we've only, we've met a few people that were our age, but most people are not our age around no. here. <laughs> yeah. No, most people are they're living here, or they're working, or they're retired. 
um, people that would be your age would be the backpackers that were coming through. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously non-existent and who knows when that's even coming back. I don't see that coming back for at least a few years. And a lot of people are saying like, even when it opens up, it won't really come back for five, mm, like wow. to get back to normal, especially these places like PP, it's completely gutted and yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, if you go do the drive down to Kata and Quran on your way to Nyharn, like it's a ghost town. Yeah. Like there is nothing out there. Yeah, you'll never see it like this again, though. So that's the one no, thing. No, it's good. It's good for you know photo ops. If you're an Instagram model, <laughs> right here, this guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on Surin Beach every night, you know, just doing my. Talisa's taking photos of me, sunset poses, <laughs> hashtagging, wish you were here, you know, stuff like this. <laughs> no, we don't do that. We pretty, we just go to the beach and have a beer and yeah, yeah. But um, no, I mean, it's it's good that you get to see the way it is now. Um, so what's, what's next for you guys? Like once you get back home, you're going back to school. Is there any process when you're leaving Phuket and then getting back into the U S? Oh yeah. I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't think we have to take a test. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, oh, seriously. just three weeks in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> <I guess. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I heard a lot of other countries, they need to get a test to get back, but I don't yeah. think we need that. Yeah. The U S is a little more relaxed about everything. Mm. So yeah, we might. Let's hope not. <laughs> we might have to take like a test when we get there, maybe like when we get to LA or like Las Vegas or something. But I mean, for like paperwork or like something like that, I don't think it's. Are I you sure you don't have to quarantine like at self isolation at home when you get back? Yeah, that's what I I heard. I like think you're recommended. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, I don't know for sure it's mandatory, but I mean I know that like. I heard some dude that we met said the only thing you need to get back into America is a COVID test. That's it. Well, I think what's mm. what's weird, too, is that, like, you can't come here unless you're vaccinated. Yeah. So we're vaccinated. We both had COVID at the beginning. You had COVID? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you caught it? Yeah, yeah we both uh -oh. had COVID. <laughs> so. I'm sure we went. Which, uh, which month did you guys have COVID? Uh, I, I got it. I had it in August. Yeah, she got yeah. it pretty early. Uh, I got it in, I think, November of 2020. Of 20. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And my my stuff wasn't that bad. I had I no symptoms. No symptoms. Yeah, her so might have been a false positive, maybe. We don't know. Did you find out from testing? Yeah. And Everyone was all crazy. Why, why were you testing yourself? Just My roommates were crazy. Oh, okay. I was yeah. kind of just like, <laughs> yeah, have a cu couple drinks, test each other. Yeah, her friends were a little very scared about it. Yeah. I did it. Um, I go like from Reno to Vegas and stuff to visit family. So I, and it's kind of scary too, cause obviously, you know, I'm a college kid. I don't want to come back and like infect my parents or something. Or your grandparents. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Cause especially cause I see my grandma <clears throat> a good amount too. So a little scary, but, um, I got there, I took a test in Reno and this is kind of like when COVID was getting bad too, like, a, like still kind of bad in fall. And I went back to Vegas, and literally, like, three days before my flight, um, I got, like, a sore throat, and it was only for, like, two days, but, and then and I my lost. my dad was sick, too, and we were just mm. Yeah, I think I got it from her dad, too, <laughs> <laughs> which is unfortunate. Sh should we do a, a sound a sound <laughs> clip on that? <laughs> just give you that? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty sure I got it from her dad, but... Um, I felt pretty, not, I didn't feel that bad, but I just got a sore throat for like two days. And then, um, then I lost my taste like right when I got there. Yeah. And then 
like the COVID test took like six days to come in, like after I got there. So I like stayed a week there without knowing I had it. And then I got it and it was positive. And then I was like, dude, this sucks. So then I waited like seven days there and I was only there for like nine days. So I spent like the whole week there quarantining. Yeah. And then, um, and then I got my taste and smell back. Probably. But like, were you? Did you feel sick? Did you feel tired? Was it? Was no. it kind of like? How would you no, describe you, it? I remember you were in no. your bed. You were miserable. But no. was it like a comp? Was it like a flu? Like or like you know, kind of like having a, a chest cold or something at that level? Like. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people don't have this, but I had like huge tonsils, and yeah. I had like tonsillitis, where basically like my tonsils got inflamed. I get like a sore throat, and then it would go away. I would relate it to that. It's yeah. like a sore throat and then my like I'm like under the weather, like not horrible, but like a good amount for two days. Like from a scale of one to ten, I'd probably say like a probably like a six probably. Yeah, so not it's not not yeah. too bad. It wasn't bad, yeah. Well this guy we met last night that's our age, he hasn't been able to smell since he got COVID. Yeah, he's at ten months. He he in here or in the U.S.? Here. Here. Today. Oh, you met a guy here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Which guy is that? We gotta. <laughs> we gotta plug him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you already mentioned that someone from our school yeah. was like, "Oh, hey, you from Nevada?" And then we met him. Mm. Um, but I saw this other guy sitting at a table, and he was like looking at the conversation, like he wanted to get in it. Yeah. And he was, well, we realized so he just graduated, or he's been out of college for a little bit now. And I was like, hey, man, where are you from? And then he's from Kansas, so he's from America. And uh, he came and sat at our table, and we talked to him, and we went and got dessert with him. And he's been staying there because he's teaching in Bangkok, um, but he doesn't want to stay in his hotel anymore in Bangkok. So he came here the last day. In Kamala, or where'd you meet him? Uh, we met him Patong. in Patong. In Patong, okay. Yeah, yeah. so he was like, oh, either I stay in my hotel room in Bangkok, or my apartment in Bangkok, or I come out here and I get to do whatever I want every day. Yeah. And so he's staying here for a while. And so we met him at the, and he was like, thank God you guys talked to me. Because <laughs> he hasn't talked to like Americans. Yeah, most of in them are months. like UK. Like a lot of them yeah. are from like England and stuff like that. And yeah, you don't get a lot of Americans here. Yeah, we've only met, there was him, the other dude we met that same night, the dude from our school. Yeah. And then the, um, the family we met on the airplane. That was like the only Americans that we've met so far. So mm. yeah. And, and none so of them this are guy was tourism. No. Yeah, yeah. Most of the people here, like yeah, they're they're in transit, going back to Bangkok to work, or they live here, or they're retired here, or something like. Yeah. That. Or they have a girlfriend. Yeah. Or they have a girlfriend. <laughs> That's how it is. That's Thailand <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. But th so this guy, he had no, he the the American guy you met in Patong, he had no sense of smell at all. Yeah, he says he hasn't been able to smell anything. But he can taste little. So. Since 10 months. 10 months, which is crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, he was saying everything he smells is bad. It's like Strange. different smells, too. Because, like, since I got it, uh, I don't know if it's for you, but since I got it, like, certain things don't taste the same, like Coke, like Coca-Cola. Yeah. Uh, like, I taste it, and it's, like, not, it's not even close to what it was before. And, like, other foods and stuff like that. So, it's, like, a little... I think it's different for everyone. Like, he says that he, he can taste everything, but then he can't smell anything. 
but he can smell peanut butter. Like it's like weird stuff like that. Strange. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he was Very he was a strange. cool guy though. He's like teaching in Bangkok, but he's teaching online. And he's like living on a budget, so he gets Thai food three meals a day, and he gets a little dessert on the beach. And but I'm he's I, he's, he's teaching cool. online for that school because that school's closed. Yeah, he can't do in person teaching there. Yeah. So he's strictly online, and he wants to do in person, but he has to do it online. Yeah, I met another guy, a similar guy. He's uh, actually he was from New York, um, and he's also here because he's a teacher, international teacher, trying to go to Bangkok. But the schools are closed, so he's like, well, I might as well stay here another month then. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Bangkok's just in complete lockdown. Well, and this place, too, we heard the, I heard the beaches might close next week. Here? Oh, that's what I heard. But let's, That'd be pretty unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> but to be honest, don't even think about it. This is Phuket. Like, uh, everything changes every day. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, well, I heard from this guy the beach is closing. But this other guy said they weren't. But his friend said they might. <laughs> <laughs> this is honestly the conversation everywhere in Phuket. So, and that's gone on for pretty much a year. You'll get that. Oh, bars are closing, and then it's at nine. Oh, next week we open. So, kind of the way you deal with it now is you're just like, yeah, whatever, just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we showed up to the mall yesterday because the guy was telling us that it was open and that he went yeah. the other day, and then we went to the mall and it was closed for a week. Or yeah. Something like for that. like uh, <laughs> government, they were like, we listened to the <coughs> government. And then they closed from the 27th to the 2nd of August. And yesterday was the 27th. So yeah, it it's, you never know. It's the only way that it, something becomes true is it, uh, it will get announced and then you, you'll kind of hear it underground. And then officially it has to go through. It's an, I want to say the Bangkok Guardian. I'm probably wrong, but there's like a Thai newspaper in Bangkok. So all these news outlets can post whatever they want. But for it to be true, that newspaper will post it, and then that's what makes it true. So the kind of the conspiracies build up, build up, build up, build up, and then eventually it can get leaked. So that's one thing I've heard. Possibly beaches will close, which then it's not Phuket sandbox. I don't yeah. know what's just Phuket box. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, but. that's the thing that we dealt with with the COE too. Is that that Facebook was what saved me because every day they were posting new stuff, and so like we ended up paying. $50 a piece for a yeah. fit to fly certificate yeah, that apparently that we didn't need. <laughs> and yeah. so it was stuff like that. Well, that's like just because that. we didn't, you know, that's just being like extra safe. And we probably could have looked more into it and probably found out that we didn't need it. So that's probably just us being dumb. Yeah, it's the rules are always changing every day. So you kind of got to stay up to date. Yeah. Um, you guys were watching the, the you said you were watching the Tiger News th to, to get your information while you're in U.S.? No, I was just using the Facebook. I just, when we first were like, let's go to Thailand, that's when I looked at it mm. to see how it was opening and see what it was like. Well, I mean, like we were talking about, so Tim's coming on on, on Friday, but you yeah. said you were watching his YouTube channel, The Tiger for News. You're d watching that when you're in Phuket or you're watching it oh, in the U.S.? In the U.S., like months ago. So, all right, Tim is international then. There yeah, we go. so, <laughs> yeah. Got a bit of a celebrity. If you want his autograph, show <laughs> I up. I kind of want it, yeah. <laughs> Show up a bit early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I thought it was really great. <laughs> well, and I didn't know there were really that many foreign people living here. Oh, there's, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know. At least half a, mi not, maybe in all of Thailand, half a million foreigners from all countries. I'm yeah, because he was Australian or? He, I believe he's Australian. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, there's an Australian in Thailand? Like, he oh was kind of, because we just don't know that there's foreigners here. Yeah, you and guys so have never, you haven't been to this side of the world either. Yeah. 
Why, why um, just to quickly jump topics on that, you're saying you're, you're contemplating Philippines and, and Bali, but obviously with these uh, visa restrictions, it was a bit difficult. Um, so you chose Thailand. Okay, easy to go. Why not just go to Mexico? Well, because we wanted to go across the world. Go across I've the world. I've been to Mexico, okay. and it's like... You've seen it, been there, done that. And it's it's not too hard. It's not too expensive. And so it's like, we can do that a week over spring break, or we can do oh, it. Okay. It's like pretty easy for us, and it's not a long flight either. And so we were like, we want to do something big. Like, we want to do something major. Yeah. And so we wanted to go across the world and see this side. And so then w- what would be next summer when you have the summer off? Are you guys already thinking about vacations or planning? Because I think in today's age with this co- co- COVID or the C word, we're getting shadow banned, but um, <laughs> you need to kind of start planning in advance, even though information starts to change. What's, do you have any plans for next summer or even after uh, graduation? Oh, I don't know, dude. Well, so actually, like, so... I mean, I was planning on my whole, I have this whole college plan of what I want to do. And I was going to study abroad because they have a super amazing study abroad programs at our school. And so it's like you study in Europe for South Africa. Six months or or something. Yeah, for a whole semester. And so my whole plan was I was going to do that sophomore year and then COVID happened. So I think I'm going to do that either in the spring or the summer this next year. I don't know what you're going to do, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I gotta figure out what I yeah. gotta do. <laughs> Just follow; <laughs> she'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a part of like her like uh, degree. You business. can do, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can so, go anywhere on that. You know, if I want, if I like, uh, depends if I want to travel again next summer. If I'm able to, you know, if I gotta get a job and stuff like yeah. that. So I don't know. I'm kind of more like a go with the flow. As yeah. You can tell for. But I mean, uh, you guys went through the ringer i mean it, it was a big process a lot of stuff to go over that's actually half the reason i haven't gone back home because i'm like i don't even want to deal with any of that yeah just i'm like hopefully they just blows over and they can just cancel it all and i can just hop on a plane <laughs> yeah make it easy it's, yeah because the paperwork and the process is, is just too intense but after going through through all of that i think we we did discuss that you would do it all again was it was it that intense or was it you think it was really worth it at the end it's worth it once you get here because you just put in the back of your head. You're like, oh, I went through all of that. Because, yeah. I mean, it's no, it's like no other. Like, the paperwork and the stress. I'd say the stress was the worst. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely stressful, especially where we got there and she was like, yeah, we can't give you the, the, that, the, the yeah, ticket. Yeah, so we were, like, we were like, because that's basically someone saying, like, you know, you can't go. Yeah. And like, and, but she gave us the opportunity to go to L.A. because it's just like a – you know, domestic flight. So we were like, no way. Because, like, someone basically telling you, like, oh, all your money's gone. Trip's not going to happen. You guys planned for it I've forever. I've been working for months on yeah. this yeah. computer. For yeah. <laughs> we go there all excited, and then she's like, no. So it's, like, a lot of waiting, a lot of nail-biting. So, I mean, like, is it worth the stress? I would say yes. Like, once, once you're on the plane, because I was telling her, it was like, once you get on the plane, it's, like, a very big relief. You're like, you're set to go. But, like, I don't know if our story is going to be the same as other people's. Like, the nail-biting, the close day-to-day, except Yeah, well, if it's always changing, and, I mean, it's hard to foresee yeah. um, every step you need to take as well. I mean, there's only so much planning you can do, but yeah. unless you have that binder already to go. <laughs> well, now it's going to be a little easier for everybody because now they see what people went through. And so they can see. Because it's, it's a little piece of paper. So yeah. you put in all this work. To get this approved, and then you get a little piece of paper. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that's a big that's slap it. in the face. Yeah. Like, Wait, and what about your but, your friends and family? Like throughout the process, were they pushing you, encouraging you? Were they like, you guys are lunatics? What the hell are you doing? Or like, what what were they saying? They kind of weren't like involved that much. Uh, we were just telling them like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to Thailand," and they were like, "Yeah, yeah like, yeah, like, good for you if you guys can if you can figure there. it out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if well, you guys can actually pull the trigger. And yeah, because yeah, yeah. a lot of people say they're gonna go and then actually don't go. And then, uh, and then once we actually got like everything set, I mean, at least my mom and dad were like, "Oh, you sure got everything? This and that." They weren't like really informed that much, so I don't know how much information they know, but. For the most part, they were just like, have fun on your trip, kind of, so. Yeah, my my dad especially, he was like, you're so baller for doing this, yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. Just so it go was for like, it. oh, this kind of cool. And then uh, he gave, like, once I was like, oh, we have to pay $600 for these tests and stuff, like, he covered some of that stuff, and I was like, thank God. And so, shout out, Dad. Yeah, yeah, Love you. You, you. you made this happen. He <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> really did, because yeah. we would have been, like, downhill in the money situation. Yeah, I mean, it's not cheap to come here as, as well. well. What do you guys think at, at the end uh, for your, your budget you're going to end up spending, or what did you budget on this whole trip? So in case anybody watching this, they can at least have an idea that if they want some similar experience, what you should budget, including COVID, flights, uh, accommodation, food, everything. Uh, I don't know. I would Jeez. probably say... We are trying to budget, but we we're, are we're not pulling really, out a good amount. Yeah, we're not really budgeters. Like, but what was the original plan? Like, you're trying to stay under two grand each for well, the whole thing? Yeah, well, like, like when I was like looking at all the prices and stuff, I was like, all right, the like, especially when we're talking about Bali, because I did like a lot of Bali information. Yeah, uh, like looking up research and stuff, and I was like, okay, the the. Um, the ticket's like a thousand or so, the, and this is when I was like thinking that it was gonna be like Airbnb, especially like only for two people, like share a bed. Uh, it was like three hundred bucks for the whole month on Airbnb because like they have like a deal yeah. for a month, like monthly stays. So then I was like, all right, so it was like, you know, a uh, thousand for the ticket, three hundred for the stay for the whole month, and then I know the food's like re- like super dude, cheap. super cheap yeah. yeah like 10 bucks 15 bucks a day yeah yeah know. yeah and then i was like i was like yeah it's gonna be like definitely under 2g for sure mm. and then or like even like 1500 or 1750 yeah. and then uh here it's like you know i was expecting to spend like food wise definitely less for sure because i was like you know sh- thai food is super expensive or not expensive super, super cheap, cheap. Yeah. yeah super cheap here but like at least for me, you know, eating the Thai food, if you're going to go breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it can get a little... Uh, yeah, it's, it's not... Because e- it's all the same same taste. And then when you yeah. go Western here, then you're you're paying probably the same price you'd pay back home. Or yeah, it's, it's cheaper, but... Like, it's, like, like a little cheaper. A little though. bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're going to go, like, you know, Pad Thai or something like that, yeah. it's, like, $2. But then if you go... Burger, burger We've been fries, on breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Like, American breakfast. We... Yeah, yeah like, it's hard to find here. I, have you guys found a good place? Oh yet yeah, or? we've we've been having. This is bad, but we've been having pretty expensive. Our breakfast probably costs more than yeah. our day yeah. of eating. Yeah, it's been uh, <laughs> definitely more money than expected for the food. But I mean, like you're yeah. on a vacation, oh, might you as gotta, well. You got to talk about your uh, oh my food experience. Oh, so, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so I knew there was like some like not like worms and stuff like that. Like. Like I knew their their thing, little like traveler's like, diarrhea, like, like uh, parasites. Yeah, par- yeah, parasites, yeah. stuff like that. And um, 
So I go to this shack because the shack's everywhere. Yeah, and that's I, how this starts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like the first day that we got here, we went to a shack and I got we got like two coffees and a little like a plastic carton of rice, uh, like basil, beef, and a, uh, egg. like uh, uh, be, the mince mince yeah. mince beef or e- mince pork. Uh, beef. Beef. Yeah. So lap. I don't know. If I forget the word for beef, but they call lap guy lap mu, which is. It's the famous dish here. It's like a minced basil-y type of, yeah, with a yeah. little bit of onion they'll throw in there. So. Yeah, and it was it was like, and I didn't eat breakfast, and you know that this is after we've uh, slept for like fourteen hours or it something like the first day. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was starving, and I tasted that meal, and I was like, you know, this is like so good, like super good. So then, like four days go by, we're in Patong. And I see the same, like, f- like same dish, exact, exactly the same. I get it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to save it for later. Because I think we just, like, I mean, drinking a coffee around the moped and stuff. And I go put it in the moped, like, the little compartment in there. And we go do laundry. Laundry takes, like, an hour and a half, hours, two yeah. hours or so. Yeah. Probably just messing around. And then leave it in the moped and outside it's like probably like a hundred and three outside or something like that. So like literally the food is just sitting in a little oven in there, just getting so hot, like probably just filling with bacteria in there. And then I, we go back to the hotel after the laundry, unloading the laundry and stuff. And I'm like, yo, I'm starving. Start eating it. And then halfway, I'm like, oh, I was like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, it's for sure. It was from the humidity or just cooked it and, yeah, yeah, and I just I ate half of it. I lost all my appetite, and I was like, dude, I'm just being a little wussy. Yeah, like, yeah. like, it's because I didn't eat for so long. My stomach got small. I'm going to eat it. Eat it, and then uh, I'm like, I'm just going to finish it, and I stuff it down because I didn't want it, but I, just, I was like, I need to eat it. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then we go get a massage like because we never got a Thai massage before. Yeah. So we went, no joke. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it so brutal. <laughs> like the real Thai ones, they'll mess you up. Yeah, yeah, it was like elbow digging in the like lats and yeah. she was, like, top of you. Yeah, yeah like pulling like, your arms. Like my neck for the last three yeah. days have been just tortured. Like I can't like fully like. So you've, turn you've left. eaten and then you've gone for the massage. Yeah, so oh, I God. was like, yo, I'm gonna get treated to, like tonight. I got the good meal. Yeah. I'm getting the massage and then. You know, massage is, like, super rough, like, super aggressive. But, like, I was still feeling good and stuff like that at that point. Then I come back. uh, We go out to eat. I get, like, pad thai after that, too, right? So I'm, like, double thai food. And then come back to the hotel, and it's just straight, like, projectile waterfall out the the yeah shoot well they should get the bum gun yeah Yeah. it's like yeah that i didn't even know about that until like two days after i'm still like oh yeah i told him i was like why don't you just yeah you gotta use that yeah Yeah. because i was like like i'm not used to the freaking squirt thing so (laughs) so i'm i'm just like straight sharding yeah it's so bad and i've never had i've never had diarrhea like this my entire life like it was like just straight water not to get like yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. everyone. Hey, if you lived in Thailand, you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they invented the bum gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for this moment. For this yeah. moment, this is it. Yeah. So then I'm just straight like waterfall for like two days. Two days. No, 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 no. Like two days before, I found out the squirt gun. Oh, yeah, 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 oh yeah. shit. So then <laughs> we chilled out for many, many yeah, days. Yeah, we chilled <laughs> for like three days. Three days going on, and then I say the fourth day. 
it wasn't as bad as usual. So you're you're legit sick for three three days. Yeah, oh, the that's first, serious. Wow. Yeah, the first three days it was like head was pounding. I don't know because like my head still kind of hurts from like maybe uh, might neck. be the neck massage thing. Maybe I don't know yeah. if that's like a thing if your neck hurts, but yeah, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, yeah. So um, my head was gonna get like chills, super hot sometimes, and stuff like that. So it could it. It also could have been the food without the motorbike. Uh, the yeah. problem with those like Thai places on the side of the road is you don't know how long that meat's been there. Yeah. yeah. And beef doesn't sell as well. So you're better sticking to porks and chickens. Yeah. I've had that experience three or four times, and it's always from the side cart. And again, yeah. it's like you'd be at the beach, there's the side cart, you get the chicken, but maybe that chicken she cooked two days ago and usually it will just sit there in the sun all day so it might not even have been your motorbike because actually three days of that sounds like it was probably the food to begin with yeah 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 yeah. so i don't know because that's what i'm saying because like i was like there's no way so much bacteria like developed on the food in like no hours i've had that once where like i left quesadillas in my motorbike like overnight and then, like, I went out and I, like, woke up hungover. And I'm, like, just thought about those quesadillas. <laughs> like, damn, those are going to be so good. <laughs> and then I, like, went down. And, like, I ate them. And then, like, yeah, one hour later, game over. But yeah. I was fine. Like, an hour later. It's just, like, your stomach's, like, no. Oh, okay. You've, those quesadillas have been cooking all night in that yeah. motorbike yeah. for about eight hours. But, yeah, if you're getting it for three days, that sounds like it was the food. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was a couple moments, like, we were on Saran, and there's, like, an old lady down here that does, uh, like, beef sticks. And, like, I, uh, like I was oh, we, super. We oh, yeah. I was super scared because I was like, yo, those could have been there, like, at 7 in the morning. We're here, like, 4 p.m. Could have been there, like, all day. Yeah, it's, that's when you're better off going to the night markets. Yeah. Um, the ones that are kind of on the beach, and that's where they are, like, you don't know when they cook them. But yeah. the night markets, you watch them cook them because they've showed up without – they didn't show up with the food. They've cooked it there. Yeah. So it's a bit safer. Uh, I don't. I refuse to buy from the uh, the beach cars anymore. <laughs> the only yeah. thing I'll get from them now are like the Nutella chocolate uh, crepes. banana crepes. Yeah, you're okay good. there, but the chicken, anything that's been sitting there that they want to make you a pad thai, it's. Uh, yeah. I've made that mistake four times in like five years, and every year I was like, no, nah, nah, we'll be good. Let's go on. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> Fuck. It's game over. Yeah, we just got those crepes uh, two days ago. They're it really was, good, eh? Yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, I got banana and caramel. She got coconut and milk. Yeah, well, uh, the guy from Kansas, the mm. <laughs> he told us about it. He's like, I go here every night. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> good. Like, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a block of sugar, but it's delicious. Yeah, it was good. yeah, yeah the yeah. ones at Surin Beach, they're good. they're good. Any of those places, they're all the same. Super, super oily. Yeah. Loaded full of Nutella, or chocolate sauce, and bananas. <laughs> yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Uh, we just uh, came back from uh, overpriced American breakfast. and uh, yeah. Where uh, was that at? It was... Uh, that shopping center in Laguna. It was next to Laguna. I don't know. I think it's in Laguna. I'm not yeah. for sure. In, the Boat Ave- it was, in Boat it was Avenue. Little Paris. Oh, Little Paris. Yeah. Yeah, it's expensive there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and for anyone pricey. backpacking on a budget, that's not... Definitely, definitely <laughs> yeah. not somewhere we should have gone. I mean, it is called Little Paris. It's fine dining <laughs> yeah, exactly. for breakfast. But it's good. It, the bread's decent. And they have iPads as menus. Yeah. You probably should yeah. have seen that as a Yeah, that's an indicator. Flag. Yeah. They got to pay, pay for those <laughs> iPads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we just went there, and I, I'm i like a dessert guy, and I haven't yeah. got a lot of dessert. So it's like 12, 12 p.m. late breakfast, and um, 
and we got like uh, I got like a cheese. Oh, what is that called? I don't know. We I don't she know. She got we like an egg bacon thing. We spent thing. as much grilled cheese that's as what the it is. ticket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got like a ham, ham and cheese, and I was like, I looked at the dessert, and the dessert like really good, and I was like, I gotta get a dessert. And then I got like a brownie molten cake with like vanilla. Oh, the lava cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. But so it nice. was like an American good. dessert. We yeah. probably should have. Yeah, skipped it, that it one. was good. It was good. Obviously not cheap, but it was good. Well, that's that's the thing when when you're over here. So now you're going on three weeks. I mean, you come in with high hopes, but you're so much younger then. And I'm just gonna eat Thai food and no problem. But let's be honest. After yeah. if you eat it twice a day, it's quite it's hard. It's very hard to eat it three times a day. Yeah, yeah. And also, usually the Thai <clears throat> Thai breakfast can be quite strange. If so, up here there's a, a Muslim village on Bang Tao. There's some interesting food in there, um, and it's all side carts. But there's shops, so it's decent. But it's like the breakfasts are like curries mm-hmm. or fried chicken. Like yeah. that's breakfast. That's oh, very yeah. odd because breakfast is strange. my favorite meal. Yeah, no, so it's I wasn't not. coming here thinking that. After like I've been in Asia twelve plus years, like I don't like Western breakfast. If you gave me a hot spicy soup with noodle, I will take that over a Western breakfast. Really? Yeah. I, I don't ask. It happened maybe five years ago. I don't know why. Oh wow! And then like now you lose like touch with breakfast. Like <laughs> you're like yeah, I guess I could I could go out now. I'm eating quesadillas for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's no problem. <laughs> Overnight ones. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, you don't know what's next. Maybe Co-PP, maybe Krabby. Um, I mean, those places, that's probably your best bet if you can get there easy, easily, especially like Aonang, gorgeous, and then going over to Rally Beach. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a bit risky to go up to Calac. And also then, then you're driving on the motorbike, and if torrential rain comes down, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And... Um, a lot of people don't know when you leave the island on the bridge, it can get super windy because now it's opening up. So, like, unless you have, like, a pretty strong, like, 150cc motorbike, it's a bit sketchy as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would definitely say the wind's pretty brutal with yeah. the moped. Because, yeah. like, I'm going downhill with the helmet because both our helmets don't fit at all. So, like, I got, like, <laughs> But we like, don't want to get another ticket. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because, like, no one around here wears helmets. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, You're, you're yeah. not getting a ticket. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. wear your helmet. You guys are new. So. Yeah, yeah, especially because we look like tourists, too, so I don't want to yeah. raise any flags. But, um, like, we wear helmets, go down a hill, like, a decent speed, maybe, like, 50, 60 kilometers or something. Yeah. Um, and, the, like, because it doesn't fit, like, it falls back. And then I have a strap right here, and it just, like, chokes me down. Hers yeah. falls off. It's all bad. No, that's, I mean, when you're renting the motorbike, the first thing is, yeah, put a helmet on. I I, I rarely wear a helmet, but that's pretty stupid. Yeah, I, yeah. It's around here. We don't we don't go that far anyways. Yeah. It was a little weird because in, uh Phuket town, everyone wore a helmet because yeah. the cops are just crawling over there and over here it's all chill. You no, know, here, here's fine. The police, everything's quite chill over here. Yeah. Um, I, I have, I think there's probably agreements between maybe the police and the hotels where it's just like leave them alone a bit because then you're going to leave with a bad taste in your mouth about Thailand. Yeah. You know, you could stay at these five star hotels and then you leave your resort and the police piss you off because of a helmet. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's probably something going on there because as you get more south, Phuket Town, Rawai, Naihan, they're they're much more apparent. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a bit strange. Well, I got kind of like when we first got our ticket, I was like, I swear if they tow us too, or like, Do they I tow? swear no, if we no, like, no, no. they don't tow. They yeah. won't tow you. They okay. won't tow you. No, 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 nothing. Actually, what 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 you said with your story is I've never heard of that before. 
That's no. crazy. I mean, <laughs> they shouldn't actually be able to do that. Maybe because it's Phuket town that it's a bit special. It's almost like the city. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's not going to happen anywhere here. You can yeah, park wherever you want. It wasn't like busy. There were like no other cars in any of the spots. Yeah, who knows? Maybe that cop knows people are showing up to this museum. If they're <laughs> tourists, they're definitely showing up. He just needs to sit in front of here and hopefully a tourist par- parks yeah. in that spot. Well, that was our bad. It was a there was a police station right yeah, there. Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> I've I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. All right, I am. Uh, I'm getting hungry. How long are we into this now? One minute, one hour fifty. Holy oh shit! Gosh. Okay, I, I think I we we. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, it's usually what it is. I don't know how these guys like Rogan can sit there for three hours. I like, have to pee so bad. I have to pee so bad yet. Yeah, all right, I, awesome. So I'll wrap. I'll wrap it up. Um, is there usually people that come on? They have something to plug. Do you guys have anything <laughs> to plug? Maybe some big boys get some burgers out of them, or is there anything? Do you want? Because you might not want people to find you on, on Instagram, and maybe you don't want people asking you questions either. I mean, I don't yeah. mind. Yeah, you can plug your Instagram. We're chasing some clout here. Let's get it. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe, mean, this like... go, maybe this goes viral, and like you got like <laughs> one million subscribers. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Okay, so first, uh, this isn't, what is that? Uh, what's that? I always say that. It's not, it's a stupid joke. What is it? Hot, hot ones? This camera, that camera. I don't know if you've seen that show. <laughs> no, okay. I haven't seen it. It's where they eat spicy chicken wings and do an interview oh, with yeah, the celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at the end, anyways, because we have three cameras. So I guess that's your camera. You can tell the audience where to find you. Probably Instagram's the best. Uh, and um, yeah, take it away. Yeah. If you have any questions, you can just DM me. Uh, it's Kendall, K-E-N-D-E-L-L underscore. Uh you don't have to, but if you want to yeah. DM me, and we'll put that, uh, we'll put questions? that uh, Instagram right in front. And Cooper, if you want to follow a better Instagram, <laughs> um, you know, one that isn't used. <laughs> yeah, I barely use it, but still, I can use some followers. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's you know underscore Cooper. You know underscore Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Wow, no, that's yeah. going viral for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys, am I am I back at this camera now? Awesome. Okay, so. Thank you, Kendall and Cooper. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to watch the full video on YouTube, come visit our channel, Fruiting Body Podcast. We can also be found on Instagram at Fruiting Body Podcast. Please be sure to share and follow this podcast with friends and family. Thank you very much.